0: Slam! Crash! Welcome to the Fishing Without Bait Show, a lifetime without definitive expectations and full impact mindfulness where we assist people with exploding into their lives rather than sitting and waiting for something to happen, living your life on ifs and maybes we're asking people to take some action and effort into their life. I'm Jim Ellermeyer. I'm a behavioral health therapist. And as uh, always, what we like to do, we like to feature stories of recovery. And as we always suggest, everybody is in recovery from something, okay? It doesn't necessarily have to be drugs or alcohol. And the idea is, is that we want to show people that this stuff can be done, and we want to show them that it takes action and effort to do that, okay? So today we're joined by john roden john roden welcome aboard john so if you had to describe yourself if you had to give a reference for yourself as a human being uh if we were going to hire a human being and you had to give a reference for yourself what would it look like i would say forward thinking hard working
1: um
0: overanalyzing <laughs> forward thinking hard working and overanalyzing yeah. and that of course is what we uh, most people have this overactive thinker inside of their yeah. head do they not i think so yeah. okay so the idea is is that that can be either a gift or it can be or it can be a liability can it not
1: i believe it has been a gift and then other times yeah it's definitely a liability like the overthinking aspect about things you don't need to Mm -hmm. So I see both sides of it. It's been a positive and a negative.
0: Uh, You're on the show today to discuss uh, a lot of things. And primarily, we got connected through your connection with Mike. And that connection would be? Uh, Through wrestling. I've known him
1: probably nine years now. So from pulling cord at wrestling shows as a little kid and then to here and now.
0: Okay, because you tell us a little bit about... uh, wrestling, your evolution into professional wrestling. And keep in mind out there that uh, everyone out there maybe have their different views of professional wrestling. However, uh, whatever it is, it can provide entertainment, a lot of fun and a living for people. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it's awfully nasty to judge other people on their interests. Is it not, John?
1: Uh, Without a doubt. Like uh, there's lots of things that I don't understand or like, but being in wrestling and then having the general public have a certain perception of it, I've learned to just not think twice about other things. Like, I don't have to like basketball, but I understand why people like basketball, you know? It may just not be my cup of tea, but through wrestling, you know, the outside world, no explanation is going to do it for some people. I no mean how you explain the passion or the pageantry or the theatrics. It's, it's not going to work. So you just learn to, you know, this is my thing, you have yours, and
0: Absolutely. So, what we help, one of the most difficult things that we help people deal with their lives is to take what we would call a non judgmental stance. Mm -hmm. There's a difference between evaluating and judging. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, simply because somebody likes vanilla ice cream and others like strawberry, it's all ice cream. Mm-hmm. We're all we're all human beings and we're all in this thing together. Mm-hmm. We're all on this planet at the same time. And how can I denigrate someone because they prefer chocolate when I know vanilla's the best? Yeah. I mean, that's
1: that's one of those things, especially when I was younger, and that's where the overthinking was, you'd constantly be judging people. Why are they doing that? Why are they dressed like this? Why this, that, and that. And the amount of time that I spent worrying about other people is unfathomable, you know. And once you learn to like slowly wean yourself off of that and to just do you, then life becomes a lot easier.
0: (laughs) So most people do care about themselves. However, it's sad that they consider other people's opinion of them more than their opinion of themselves.
1: Yeah, I think that's today's day and age, like social media and all that you want to have a certain perception of yourself and you can you know wear many different masks you know um you can be whoever you want online and it's just the day and age where you perfection everybody wants to be perfect or you know there's filters for everything you can clean up your face all that
0: so <laughs> it's just best face forward huh these are challenge podcasts and sometimes we don't run the friendship club we just try to talk straight talk and when i suggest to people that being a mama or a daddy or a brother or a sister or a friend or a partner or an employee, whatever doesn't define who you are, John. It's your values, your choices, and your non-negotiables. And when you can clarify and get a clear view of what your values, your choices, and your non-negotiables are, you'll be a much better friend, a much better mama or a daddy or a partner or a brother or a sister or a human being so that and that's a process of evolution everybody starts out somewhere nobody starts out a completed whole picture mhm so tell us a little bit about your evolution tell us a little bit about your life and being the person that is sitting in front of us today uh sharing with us and i hope you continue to evolve
1: yeah uh i want to try to think of where it all started but it, it was a lot when i was younger you know the Uh, maybe 10 to like 15 where you got all that angst and you want to blame everybody for all your problems and why aren't my parents together but yours are and why does it why do you get this why did your parents buy you a car and I have to work for mine and you know it just became so judgmental about every single thing in my life um it was just constant and then everything that bad that happened to me I just felt like you know I would blame everybody else, you know, every inconvenience, it was through wrestling. If good things weren't happening to me, I'd blame it on, you know, it's the promoter's fault. It's this person's fault. Why didn't get, they didn't give me a chance and they should have. But in hindsight, looking back, it, it all starts with you, you know, your outward perception and how you feel about yourself. Like what you said, if you're feeling good about yourself, if you have positivity coming in, then that goes out to people and they're going to realize that without even knowing it, you know, I get all these fans and stuff. Like, you've influenced me, you've made me feel this way, and you've stopped me from doing this or having these thoughts without even knowing it, like, without me even reaching out to them. It's just through posting or talking about your feelings or what you've overcome. So it's taken me years, and th- I think that's what people fail to realize because if they join on now, it looks like I've got it all figured out and it was like that. But it's been over the course of probably nine hard years of self-development, reading, constant positivity in my ears, self-doubt, talking about being positive anyway. So
0: So what you're talking about is changing the script, changing the dialogue in your head. Mm -hmm. So what we often talk about here is what you're talking about earlier, John, is that we compare ourselves to other people's situations. Mm -hmm. And either we lord it over saying, I'm better than them, or we're jealous and have some resentment well why can't i have like this it's like if a good friend hits the lottery what's your first thought your first thought is to them you say outwardly you say oh thank you but what is going on inside your head yeah why not (laughs) me indeed so what we do and particularly when we uh deal with young ladies, we talk about self-concept, which is facts and information you know about yourself. We talk about self-esteem, which is how you interpret those facts and information. Identity formation, okay, and the ability to make conscious choices. Flowers don't compare themselves to other flowers. They bloom, and it's everybody's responsibility out there to provide themselves the water, sunlight, and soil. The water taking care of your physical body, which certainly looks like you have, the sunlight, which I refer to the twelve step world, which would be the sunlight of the spirit, some type of connection with something, something, okay. And then there's the environment, the people, places, things, circumstances that you surround yourself with that helps you grow. So let's talk. Uh, let's talk a little bit about you. Let's talk about you being the gardener of of John.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as like. The situations you put yourself in. I just, I just made a post about it. A lot of my change that I've made in the last couple of years was through working in a prison and going in there every day and being absolutely miserable, you know? And it, it took like doing that for months and months and months. And I'm like, this is the worst I've ever felt in my entire life, you know? And that's actually what ignited the change. I was like, I need to do something. So now I can do it and go in and no problem. And, you know, but it, it, it took, taking a step back and looking at your situation and what I put myself into.
0: It's taking a step back and looking at rather than from. Yeah. Okay. So I, I have a hunch that you would get up in the morning and say, oh, I have to go to work. Mm-hmm. So those are self-defeating words. The have tos, need to, must, better. And if you get up in the morning and say, oh, I have to go to work, what are you setting yourself up for? Yeah, you're automatically starting off the day as negative, mm-hmm. you know? Absolutely. Most people ruin their days, John, even before they get out of bed thinking of everything that they have to do or everything that they don't have. Mm -hmm. So what we help people do is to take a different perspective and rather choose those words a little bit more carefully. Choice is a big thing. We often work on choice. Uh, Is it better to say, I choose to go to work today as I want to pay my rent? Yeah. I choose to pay the electric bill as I love Netflix. I choose to exercise as I want to feel better. When you Or I choose to go to Aunt Mary's on Thanksgiving because my mother wants to go and I love my mom.
1: Yeah, it's going to make her feel good.
0: Yeah. When everything becomes a choice, it changes your mindset. Yeah. I choose. Most powerful words, I am and I choose. So when did most people in their life, John, feel that they, they don't have choices? that they don't have a choice at all. And my guess is that I felt that way at one point. I'm sure Mike did too. But my guess is you did also.
1: Yeah. uh, Like I said, that first year in the jail, I felt like I'm stuck. This is it. Uh, I'm average. That was always a fear growing up. Like I I wanted to be anything but average. That's what I always, I tell myself that now. Anything but average. Mm -hmm. You know, because I feel like just being stuck into a rut and doing the same thing, cycling over and over and over again, is one of the worst things that you can do. Like you have to have some sort of ambition. I can still go to the same job over and over and over again, but in my head, I know I'm going to get to travel to all these places. I'm getting gas money to go to shows, to get my name out there, to inspire people, to make my dream happen. You know, it just became a chain reaction. So I
0: you're it. you're validating yourself. Yeah. Okay. You're changing your mindset. So quite often, uh, one of the most common things that we do here, and actually I do with people, is uh, I go to a lot of rehabs also and speak to speak to folks on the inside of that. And I ask them to—I usually take students with me, and I ask them to move in front of me, and I pretend that I'm a horse. Okay. And I smile, and I say, what do you see? And they say, I see the smiling face of a horse. And then I say, okay, move around behind me. And I bend over and I say, now what? And I say, now what do you see? And they say, well, I see a horse's rear end. And then I ask them the question, did the horse move? No. So most people, John, I've found anyway, and you can add into this, most people try to manipulate the horse. Most people try to manipulate situations that they can't change to their own satisfaction. When they can change their perspective, which end of the horse do you want to look at? And kind of that's the way that you looked at the jail situation.
1: Yeah, exactly. I need this job right now. I need to pay my bills, rent's coming, you know, things like that. But I wasn't thinking about that. I was like, oh, I got to go to work. I can't stand it. I'm miserable on this. But not thinking about what you're doing. I'm providing meals for my family. I'm providing, you know, uh, a way to supplement my goals and my dreams, you know? You didn't look at it as a great opportunity because some people can't go and do that. So you flipped
0: your switch and you said, rather than what's wrong about this situation, what's right about it?
1: Yeah, that that tends to happen. And then, like I said, a lot of it's complicated because it wasn't just overnight. A lot of it's frustration. not
0: at all. Yeah,
1: a lot of it was frustration, mad at myself. Why am I stuck here? Why did I put myself in this situation? I need to change. And I think I told it with him, Uh, Mike, I I get mad. I used to get mad at people. Like, why did he get that and not me? Why don't I deserve that? You know, this should be my spot. And then that would fuel my fire kind of, you know, Uh, you could turn it into a positive. So the negative thought was there, but I was doing positive things with it. It was it was making me go work out. It was making me eat right. It was making me think about how I'm going to evolve.
0: Whatever motivates you. All emotions are neither good nor bad. It's your reaction to them. Mm -hmm. That's the issue. So I get angry. Oh boy, he got that promotion, or she got that mm-hmm. promotion. Why not me? And you r- ruminate, you sit pout and Oh, poor me! And blah blah. Or you, or you could use the anger. Has a lot of energy, John. Mm-hmm. A lot of energy. And what I'm hearing from you is you use that to motivate yourself. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I am angry, and yes, that anger has a lot of energy. So, I'm going to use that energy to Yeah do something for me. Mhm. Good for you.
1: Yeah, it'd be like, now I'm going to spend an extra half hour in the gym. Now I'm going to get up earlier. Now I'm going to eat that mm-hmm. salad. Now, you know, uh-huh. there's ways of doing it. And I would tell people it's kind of what I do now when people ask for advice. Um my boyfriend broke up with me or you know something along those lines. Uh-huh. I said, "Okay, take a moment. Take tonight and be sad. Be really sad about it, you know. Take cry, feel bad, feel bad for yourself, wonder what if. But the next morning, you're done. End it right there." You know what I mean? How much time are you gonna spend on this? And I think that's the biggest thing. You can be mad. I can be furious.
0: Absolutely.
1: It's just have that moment and move on. That's
0: people could understand that they're allowed to think and feel the way they ever they think and feel. Mm. And but most people we try to fix things. We're all fixers. When we have a situation, we generally try to fix it or eliminate it. Okay. And that works for external events. But when we're dealing on the inside, when we're dealing with depression or anxiety, we can't make those things just go away. Okay. So what we do is we learn how to deal with it. First of all, is acceptance. Okay. I am angry. Okay. I am depressed. And until we can accept something, we can't change it. Mm -hmm. Until we can accept something, we can't change it. Until you're understand that the tire is flat you can't change it most people a lot of times john figuratively run through their life on flat tires wondering why they're not getting anywhere to check
1: on it yeah if they don't want to look at it mm-hmm. they don't want
0: to realize that it's flat absolutely so there you are in the jail you're miserable for a year oh that must have been a tough year john it was yeah getting up going to work being miserable there, carrying that over at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that not only plays at work. It plays into your personal life also.
1: Yeah. Uh, this, I mean, my personal life, it's changed quite a bit in the last couple of years. I, I left a nine-year relationship. Uh, this is about a year and a half ago. Okay. Uh, I was getting my mind right. I was getting in shape. I was turning my life around. But then I realized, like, I love the person, but I wasn't in love. And that was really tough. After nine years of being with somebody, I was like, I shouldn't be feeling this way after nine years. Why am I still questioning it? And I went into the deep overthinking, this and that. I said, if I'm thinking this much about it, it's time to walk away and step back.
0: Everything in life changes. The wheel keeps turning in life. Nothing ever remains static. Everything changes. And people tend to stay in situations not because they're comfortable, John, because they're familiar. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and you're afraid of change
0: absolutely
1: yeah that's that was me because i like i said i'd, I'd go through spurts and uh like a couple months at a time i'm questioning things i don't know if it's going to work out on this and that but you never talk about it you're afraid to bring it up you don't want to hurt people's feelings you mm-hmm. don't want to step on toes but i just kept that all inside and then it took i don't know i don't know what was the straw that broke the camel's back but i eventually took that leap and it, it was like the worst time of my life, but it ended up being the best thing for me, you know? But
0: We often talk about emotional mind choices or reactive choices. Wise mind choices are just that. We look back and we have that pause before reaction. And most people would think, well, wise mind choices would be the obvious ones. Wise mind choices would be the, the no-brainer choices. But wise mind choices can involve a lot of pain. And it can be very hard to do. So I would suspect that ending that relationship, it wasn't easy. And that, there was a lot of pain involved.
1: Yeah. And I, I still deeply cared about the person. It wasn't like we were arguing and didn't get along. And, you know, we didn't fight. We didn't scream at each other. Nothing like that. It was just, I felt something was wrong. I felt like I shouldn't be feeling like this after all this time. And I'm doing you a disservice because I'm not honest with myself and I'm just putting mm. on a facade. and Being pretending. honest
0: with yourself. Yeah, and that's a huge, huge step in the right direction. So quite often what we ask people to do is, first of all, label and identify how they think and feel. That's real important to have those descriptors in there. And this is something that we often talk about too, but we can talk about it again today. Did you ever have a pet? Did you ever have a dog, John? Mm-hmm. Okay. Do mm, you have a dog today? I have two cats right now. Okay. Well, I have three, <laughs> but they're lovely. So what was your dog's name?
1: Uh. Well, I've had a couple of dogs. Okay, uh, we'll go with Sadie.
0: Sadie, okay. Did you love Sadie? Yeah. Okay. So, and this isn't a quiz. I'm not trying to, you know, quiz you or find out what's right or wrong. Uh, people name pets, and I get many answers to this. The reason for that is that what that to name one. a pet to name to name her Sadie to identify it as your own. <laughs> sure, sure. So, if you'd have never gave Miss Sadie a name, and she ran outside, how would you call her back? Outside, go, ooh, ooh, (laughs) whistle. Uh, So our thoughts and feelings are like that too, John. If we're unable to step back and accurately label how we think and how we feel, you have no control over them, and that's when the hamster wheel starts, and that's when you get into rumination, and that's when they – morph and mold into something that uh, is pretty ugly mm-hmm. and, and is not helpful to you at all. So if you're able to understand and recognize what is going on, you're much able to have some choices in how much of that drama is you want to participate inside your head.
1: Yeah, it's all up to you. I mean, you you pick what you're going to think about, you pick what you're going to surround yourself with. You know, negative thoughts will come up all the time, but it's how long you keep them there. You know, I'd lay in the dark for three hours at night thinking about something mm-hmm. that happened three years ago. Yes. You know, like simple stuff. that mm-hmm. like, You can't change it. It's in the past. Why are you worried about it?
0: Thoughts are just thoughts. And what we suggest to people is, is that you're not your thoughts. Simply because you have one doesn't make it true. Mm-hmm. Okay? So I would suspect that you get a lot of email.
1: Uh, yeah, so, a lot of Facebook messages. Okay, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. So... In an email box, you have a spam folder. Do you open your spam email? What's in there? And the reason for that is? There's no need. There's no need because inside some of those messages, malicious individuals put what? Anything. And they they put viruses in them. Everybody has an antivirus program. So what do viruses do to your computer, your phone, whatever? Break down break it down, make it run sideways, upside down, slow it down, run ways in that it's not meant to. Well, all of our thoughts, too, contain viruses. Some of them contain viruses, this negative thinking. However, we insist on opening every single one of them. And some of those thoughts contain viruses, and they make us sick, and they make us ill, and they become toxic. So the idea is to be able to, first of all, recognize those thoughts, and then Have a way to let them go. Mm -hmm. Have a way to let them go. So I don't teach thought suppression. I don't teach uh, thought blocking because what we resist persists. You know, you're a big, strong guy. When you were uh, on the playground five or six years old, what are we taught? If somebody pushes you, you, what's your natural inclination? Back. Push back. So when these when these intrusive thoughts come in, we think, "Well, I'm going to make it go away," and you try to push it away, and then it pushes back, and then it brings a lot of its friends, and the game is on. Mm-hmm. So the idea is to recognize these thoughts, and it's your choice as to whether to participate in that or not.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's gotten to the point in my life, and I was thinking about that today at work. I'm walking around thinking about you know thinking about the interview stuff like that. I'm having a hard time remembering back when I was miserable. You know what I mean? It's, it's been that long now that I'm, that I'm finally getting over it. And I'm like, how bad was it? Was it really that bad? You know, in the moment it was, it was the worst time of my life. I remember that much. But now it's like, I can't bring those feelings back up anymore. It's,
0: I like that term in this moment. Please check out our website at fishingwithoutfaith.com